0: Isaiah Land deserves to be the Buck Buchanan award winner. Why are HBCUs who don't play in HBCU conferences so important to the growth of the brand? And we have CIAA players to watch in this year's basketball season. Oh yeah, it's Locked On HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked On HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On HBCU Podcast, your number one daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU Athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On HBCU your first listen of the day. I greatly appreciate it. For those who do not know, those who might be new to the show, I am Darian Gray, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports editor. Now Today's episode is brought to us by NetSuite, the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash lock for a special end of the year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Now listen guys, I'm very excited to get this podcast on the road because I'll be honest, this is the earliest I've recorded a podcast maybe ever. That's how excited I am. I was so excited to get to the microphone and deliver this episode and I'm not completely sure why, but I know how I feel and this is how I feel. So my good people, let's sit here and let's talk about something that I wanted to get into for really a while. And I've been waiting for the right moment to do it. And that right moment was on this Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon, whenever you're listening. Right. Hopefully it's your first listen is on this Thursday, January 6th, because this is a day prior to the FCS award ceremony, January 7th. And this is hopefully I get to say. The day that Isaiah Land gets what he deserves, Isaiah Land, stand-up linebacker, Florida A&M, he should be, he deserves to be the Buck Buchanan Award winner. But let's look at everybody's cases because it's just my personal opinion, right? But I have to prove that case. Let's get into a little lawyer mode. Everybody has their side, but now it's about proving, right? You have to have the burden of proof. You have to do this. I the burden of proof is on me, and I think he deserves to be the Buck Buchanan Award winner because I think he had a better season than everybody, or those who are in the top three, had a better season than those three at a more valuable position. But Buchanan Award winner is the best defensive player in FCS ball. Not SWAG, not MEAC, not HBCUs, FCS period, right? And I believe that he was the best player at the most valuable position. I believe in, in positional value. Listen, there's a reason that everything is a, quarterback award right it's a reason that the mvp is always going to be a quarterback award it's a reason that people are even saying that mac jones could win rookie of the year over jamar chase positional value is a real thing so let's talk about it on defense we always know the most valuable position in, in football is the quarterback but on defense i think there's two positions that you could say edge rusher and cornerback those are probably your two most valuable positions they're going to get the biggest bucks, right? I'm going to go with edge rusher being the most valuable, though. Simply because they are the first line of defense, and they have an opportunity to stop the run or get after the quarterback on every single play. Yes, there are rollouts and things designed to try to trick you, or you have just running away from the guy, which is kind of the equivalent of passing away from a quarterback. But even then, you can run down that play on a stretch play to the opposite side. So I think that the defensive end... Or the edge rusher is the most valuable position in the defensive or on in football on the defensive side. So when I look at it, I say Isaiah Land, you play that edge position. But let's talk about exactly what you did. So when you look at Land's stats on the season, he had 43 tackles, 25 and a half tackles for a loss to match his sacks, which was at 19. So you see how, how much of a disruptive force this guy was. He also had five quarterback hurries, two pass breakups, three forced fumbles, and one fumble recovery. These are numbers I'm spewing at you, but what do they really mean? I'm sure, well, let me say that. I know you guys are educated listeners. You guys know what all of these things are, but let me bring in the importance of them because he was Defensive Player of the Year. I personally think that is almost a requirement. It isn't because one of these guys in the top three is not the Player of the Year after or in their conference but the other guy is in that same conference. So it's kind of a tough debate, but here's the thing. I look at what coach Simmons said about him and I look at what I've seen about him and they match with the work Isaiah's put in from the offseason And during the season, it's no surprise to us. The success he's had this year, his approach from a physical and mental standpoint is unmatched by anyone I've seen in a long time. And he's proven he's the best defensive player on the FCS level. I completely agree. I concur Mr. Simmons, he truthfully is because he's having the most disruptive things that aren't turnovers like there aren't turnovers. But even then, he's affecting the pass game with rushing the passer, bringing the passer down. He's stopping the run game behind the line of scrimmage and he's forcing fumble and he's pass breaks and he has some pass breakups. So I think he has everything that you want in there. Let's look at Patrick O'Connell, the other guy who's a finalist and he's from Montana. He's the direct competition to me. O'Connell was first team all big sky. 91 sacks 19 and a half tackles for a loss in 13 sacks or excuse me 91 tackles excuse me in 13 sacks he had three forced fumbles and one fumble return for a touchdown okay i give him that he's very consistent seven or more tackles in every game but you look at the tackles for a loss and you look at the sacks land has them in both of them those are the disruptive stats then you look at troy anderson from montana state he was the big sky conference defensive player of the year had 11, 111 tackles, nine and a half tackles for a loss, two sacks, two interceptions, and one interception return for a touchdown. I get it. The most impressive thing about this guy to me was just the versatility that he had. It has nothing to do with his actual play to be the Buck Buchanan award winner. He's played quarterback, middle linebacker, running back, and outside linebacker. And he's had success at all of them. Outside linebacker, running back, his, re- his freshman year, freshman of the year. All-purpose player, third-team, all-FCS. F- quarterback and now you're looking at him at buchanan award winner finalist at middle linebacker he's been an absolute monster this is a thing that i think is working against land and it's not even the players that he's going against because jordan lewis from southern was the last buchanan award winner it's the fact that he doesn't have as many tackles he has 50 less than o'connell 70 less than anderson however however i think the same thing working against him works for him and that's the, the statistics because no he doesn't have those same tackles I understand that but when I look at the disruptive stats because they're not just turnovers they're not just turnovers and he has those he has three forced fumbles in one fumble recovery those other guys have two interceptions in Anderson and he has three forced fumbles in a fumble recovery for O'Connell I look at these things and I say the last player who led the FCS in sacks and tackles for a loss won the Buchanan award that was Jordan Lewis that was southern so i don't want to hear it's not about the competition level it has nothing to do with that on this side of things it is simply the fact that he does not have as many tackles but when i look at these stats that i think count more which is tackles for a loss and sacks and, and turnovers those are the three things that i really think matter he has the edge or tied with all of those guys in those in those uh, categories, more sacks, more tackles for a loss, same amount of turnovers forced, though he does not have a touchdown. When you look at that case, your honor, the burden of proof was on me to say that Isaiah Land is deserving of the Buck Buchanan Award for best defensive player in the FCS. I look at the disruption that he's caused through sacks, tackles for a loss and forced turnovers. That man, your honor, is the Buck Buchanan Award winner. Now, going forward, we're going to discuss Some HBCUs on the Division 1 and FCS level that do not play in HBCU conferences because I really do think that they are an extremely important part of growing the HBCU brand. But first, I want to tell you about NetSuite. This is it. The putt to win it all. You sink it and the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes? Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? Then it's time to see the full picture. Upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. You can have your visibility and control of financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more all in one place. So no more time consuming journeys to go from different places to get everything that you need. It's all here on NetSuite. With, with NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying ahead of the competition. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite and right now through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind financing program to those who are ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash locked. Head to NetSuite.com slash locked for special end-of-the-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Now listen, that is NetSuite.com slash locked. That's where you need to go. All right, families, we keep on rolling on today's episode of Locked On HBCU. I thank you for making us your first listen of the day every day. And I want to talk about something real quick. And that's Tennessee State, North Carolina, A&C, Hampton, schools like that. HBCUs who have left HBCU conferences, they're actually very important. They're actually very important to the growth of the brand. And I know it may seem a little bit antithetical to sit there and praise and talk about the benefits of leaving HBCU conferences, right? It's, it's, that don't really fit with HBCU pride, but you're wrong. The truth is these schools remove the ability for haters to try to sit there and sully and disrespect HBCUs and talk about the level of competition. But first, want to give a quick shout out, very quick shout out to my guy Ross who said, you know, Darren, you know, it's kind of backwards to really not mention the word of the day. You can't just pick and choose when you want to do it if it's going to be a thing. So I just dropped two on your head top, antithetical and sully. That was yesterday and today. How you love that? All right, that's for you, Ross. That's for you right there. That's for you, my guy. Just because you're right. I do need to make sure I can't pick and choose when I want to do the word of the day. I have to do it every single day. So I appreciate you telling me, you know, you ain't do it yesterday. You got to do it. So um, (laughs) when I look at it, these schools who don't play in the MIAC, don't play in the SWAC, they go right to a point that I've actually been talking about for a very long time. If you guys have been on this journey with me from the beginning, then you know my expo- my my thoughts on exposure. If you haven't, you know, you're just now listening, thank you for coming on. I appreciate you guys. I'm going to briefly dive into it. Essentially, there's a bubble within HBCUs, the MIAC, the SWAC. They play within this sort of a bubble. If I'm a guy who just doesn't care about HBCU sports or really doesn't want to care about HBCU sports during conference play I can basically avoid it at all cost and it will do nothing to me I do not have to watch a Jackson State South Carolina State celebration bowl I just want to watch football right then. I don't care if it's the only thing on. I just want to watch football it's really that easy however when you look at a team like Hampton you look at a team like North Carolina State you look at a team like Tennessee State they represent HBCUs let's don't get it twisted even though you leave a MIAC, I don't care if you're competing there. I don't care if you're in the Ohio Valley Conference. I don't care if you're in the Big South. You're still in HBCU. I don't care if you don't have athletics. You're still in HBCU. So let's not get that, like, misconstrued at all. That needs to be very clear. So anything that they do well reflects well upon the rest of us. So it's not a, oh, you left us, you know what I'm saying, you're not really part of the family anymore. No, They just moved out of state. Just because my family moved from Texas and moved to Kansas, I don't know, just throwing some stuff out there, just because they moved from Texas to Kansas don't mean they ain't family no more. They're still family. They're just a little bit farther now. That's all that it means. But let me talk about exposure real quick. The thing is, you live within this bubble where I can ignore you, but when you have these teams who are going to play, play teams who are not HBCUs at least every week within their conference, unless they're playing each other like North Carolina a and and Hampton can do, unless they're playing each other, they are forcing a team to sit there and watch an HBCU. And don't let these teams get good. Don't let these teams get successful because that just takes it up another notch. And I think that's the biggest thing. Because, yeah, you're forcing a set of eyes to watch you, of course. But if they're beating you over and over, they might still not care. It might still not look the same. But it does It does represent something really good if you're able to stand there toe-to-toe. And I'm not saying you got to be the dominating force in the Big South. I'm not questioning that. That's not what I'm asking for. What I am asking for is to just sit there and compete. Get a nice little 7-4 and record. Get a nice little 8-3 and record. I like those things. When you sit there and you compete with those teams, they can't ignore you now. You cannot ignore something that is right there in your face. I ain't never need no validation for the talent. North Carolina A&T just had two sprinters go out there and win gold medals. You don't need no validation for that. Bam, you just made it to the playoffs. Jackson State very well could have made it to the playoffs, and South Carolina State just dominated them. You don't have to sit here and preach to me and tell me that there's talent at HBCUs, but there are a certain group of people that you do have to do that for. But those group of people probably don't want to watch that game. They probably don't want to. You see that guy who went to the, uh, I think it was Jackson State Prairie View. I think it was the SWAC Championship. It was, it was this guy. He had no Jackson State affiliation, but he came to the game. And he said, you guys are missing out. These are either Jackson State, Prairie View, or Jackson State, Alcorn State. Those are the type of experience that I want to create. I want that person who came in, didn't know anything, sat there and loved it. That's what I want. And it's not just about the band. Because everybody does that with HBCUs. I haven't talked about the band yet. I'm going to talk about the band eventually. Don't get me wrong. I might talk about it next week. But everybody wants to talk about the bands with the HBCUs. And it's a great experience. I love the bands. I love music. But these out of town I don't even say out-of-towners, these guys who are not HBCU alums. They always talk about the band. Oh, yeah, I love the band. No, you're going to love this football. You're going to love this basketball. You're going to love this track, this volleyball, this soccer. These are the things that you're going to love because it's not just football. It's not just FCS, this Division I sports, period. That competition level of something that you cannot ignore because I guarantee you, if North Carolina A&T goes and they win the Big South, you're not going to ignore it. These are the type of accomplishments that grow the brand because now you sit there and they say, oh, y'all right there toe to toe with these FCS, these D1 schools. You're right there toe to toe in your conference. You're no longer these black schools that we can ignore. No. Yes, you're still a black school. They probably won't even call you that then, but you still would be that black school. I'm doing air quotes because you guys can't see me right now. You're still that school, but you're achieving something that they cannot ignore, and they're going to have to put some sort of respect on it. Point blank, period. Because those who want to ignore the success of Jackson State, which they probably aren't because Dion's a, a big personality, but whatever. Those who want to ignore the success of Alcorn and Southern over the last couple of years. Those who wanted to ignore North Carolina A&T winning the Celebration Bowl four times. Those who want to ignore that aren't going to be able to ignore North Carolina A&T if they come in and they succeed in the Big South beating their favorite team, being close to the top in the basketball rankings or the football rankings. That's what HBCUs who have now left HBCU conferences are able to achieve. And that's how they continue to grow the brand of HBCUs. Like I said, just because you move away does not make you not family. It just means that family is a little bit farther now. That's all that it means. And going forward, we're going to talk about the CIAA players to watch in their basketball season this year. But first I wanna tell you about my guys at GetUpside because GetUpside is really one of the best apps if you're a person who drives frequently. And listen, I do drive and I absolutely hate going to the pump. It's one of the worst parts, but it's a necessary evil. It doesn't have to be evil anymore. It's still gonna be necessary, but it does not have to be evil with the GetUpside app because you get 25 cents off per gallon at select gas stations. And right now, if you use the promo code SCORE, you'll get an additional 25 cents On your first fill up. Hey yo. Technology has upgraded so much lately. Where I can save 50 cents off. Every gallon at the pump. And after that 25 cents off. This is amazing. No more dreading going to get gas. You might hate it. But you ain't going to hate it as much as you would. If you didn't have this 25 cents off. And if you use the promo code SCORE. You're going to get an extra 25 cents off per gallon. On your first fill up. Making a total of 50 cents. What are you waiting for? Why are you even not doing it while I'm talking? Go get the GetUpside app right now. But I also want to tell you about my friends at BetOnline. Because BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new year. But they also want you to keep putting in money. Keep making your money grow. We're on the march to the playoffs. We have the college football playoff finals coming up. You have the NFL playoffs coming up. And basketball season is post-Christmas. It's really kicking in. It's a lot of opportunities to make your money. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all of the best sports wagering action in 2022. New year, new updated desktop, mobile website is still great. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E, D-O-N, to get started. I don't care if you do football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC. I was very excited to see Volkanovski and Holloway just get announced. Volkanovski Holloway 3. That's coming up in March. You know what I'm saying? If you want to put some money down on that. Or if you just like doing your favorite Vegas casino games. That's fine too. But don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers that are available in 2022. Bet online the fastest and easiest way to wager all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, families, we're wrapping up today's episode of Locked On HBCU. I want to dig into the CIAA basketball season and give some players to watch. Two on the men's side, two on the women's side, because their season has already started. But I think we do need to showcase It's still early enough where we can do that as well. I think we need to showcase this conference and our girl Candace Cooper over there at Locked On ACC. <clears throat> excuse me. Over there at Locked On ACC, will be there at the CIAA tournament this year. So best believe that we will be tapping in with her later on in the season when tournament season starts rolling around. So without further ado, we're done with the exposition. Let's get into these players that we need to be watching. And I want to start off with my guy over there at St. Augustine. And it's always throw, it always throws me off. When I think St. Augustine, I think about the high school in Louisiana. But St. Augustine University, Deshaun Dyson. Dyson is the leading scorer in the CIAA, averaging 21 and a half points per game. So clearly, he can score. And he does it proficiently. He does it very well and frequently. He scored 20 or more points in eight games this year. He scored under 20 in four games this year. And never has he scored less than 10. He's never been held to single digits. So when you ask him who can score in this conference, if the first name you say is not Deshaun Dyson, he better be the second. I'm just going to put it like that. I ain't going to disrespect nobody. There's some good scorers in this conference, but you have to mention Dyson at the top of that list because he's never been a single-digit scorer this year at any point. And he's played some good teams. Don't get it wrong. He's played some good teams. He was held to 10 one singular time. And we're going to get into that because that's actually one of my favorite performances to look at and highlight the kind of player he is. Yes, he can score, but he's not a selfish player because – he was held to 10 points in that game shot 31 percent. by far his worst performance by far he's been held to 14 before but he's never been under 40 percent shooting i don't think he's been even been under 42 if i'm not mistaken i don't want to get the specific number wrong but he's never been in the 30s he's never been at 39.9 so he shot very well this year but in this game shot just wasn't falling he wasn't scoring points but here's the thing that I love about that, because it would have been easy for him to get phased out the game. Shooters can get phased out the game. It's like, man, I'm not hitting. You might get down. And that's what I do. That's why I do well. And I'm not doing it today. But instead, he started to lean into the other parts of his game. And he got his only double double on the year, getting 10 boards, which was a season high. He's never gotten 10 boards before. He hasn't gotten in after. So when you look at it on a game where his shot just wasn't falling, he didn't say, well, I'm no use to the team. He showed what he can do in another aspect of the game. And that's what I really love. And I think that just shows the type of player he is from the mental standpoint, not just the skill set side of things. Then I'll go to Zarian Blue, Lincoln University in Pennsylvania. There's only two players in the conference, men's and women's teams, that have had defensive player of the year and player of the year in this season. Zarian Blue is one of the two. But I chose him over the other gentleman who I won't name because I don't want to make it seem shady. But because I just feel like he's been more consistent in every aspect of the game throughout the whole year. He's second in points, eight in rebounds, fifth in assists. I'm looking like, man, what can't he do? You got the points, you got the boards, you got the assists. You're doing everything that you need to to help your team right now. And I feel like he's shown himself to be one of the best players in that conference in every part of the game. So this is definitely somebody that you want to watch. And you should watch this university going forward into CIAA play but then I want to get into the women's right I want to show my ladies some love and I want to start off with Amaya Tucker who I think is honestly a great story because she came in on fire absolute fire freshman of the year rookie of the year in the CIAA and it's looking like she's ready to take over take that next step but then she has a foot injury early in her sophomore year then the pandemic hit so it's been two years since we've really seen Amaya Tucker Same old Amaya. Trust me, it's the same old Amaya. She's back again, and it's the same old Tucker, because she's averaging 16.4 points a game, which is good for second in the league. The craziest part about that, to me though, is that she's a reluctant scorer. She was a reluctant scorer, but she's very skilled at it. She said her favorite player growing up was Chris Paul, and she always wanted to dish. She always wanted to uh, assist. Coach told her, "Look, if we're gonna win, you're gonna need to score. Period." And she started scoring and she was good at it, but she always wanted to get her teammates involved. So it's it's just like, she's reluctant to do it, but she was really good at it. So it's like, well, I'm excited to see what she can do with the whole season going. Because like I said, last time we seen her on the floor for a whole season, she was the rookie of the year. And then the other woman that I want to highlight is Anila Bryant, because she's right there. I don't want to just sit there and talk about Her scoring prowess, because I just talked about a score, but she's right there with Tucker at 16.3. So Brian has 16.3. Tucker has 16.4. It's like splitting hairs. It's really the same thing. It's 16 points a game. But what she does really well, other than just score, is her defense. She gets a lot of steals. She averages 3.6 steals per game, which is good for best in the league by nearly a whole steal per game. So... When I want to get get real focused, right? We've done the broad CIAA, but I want to get really focused, and specifically for Fayetteville State, Bryant does it all. You can't point to a certain aspect on the floor and say she doesn't do that. She's the leader in points and steals. Obviously, you're high in the league in steals. You're probably going to lead your team, and same with points. But she's also second in assists, so she's also a scorer, but she's not selfish. She's going to facilitate, and she's going to help run that offense a lot. And she's fifth in rebounds, so she does that as well. Like I said, there's not a single place on the floor that you cannot say Amaya, or excuse me, Anila Bryant hasn't affected when you're watching Fairville State. So we have Anila Bryant, Amaya Tucker, Zarian Blue, and Deshaun Dyson for our players to watch as we go forward in the CIAA season. I, I can't wait, guys. I'm super excited. Just like I'm super excited when you guys make Locked On HBCU your first listen of the day. On tomorrow's episode, we're going to have our feature Friday. We're going to look at players to watch within the Miac as well. So I'm excited for that one too, guys. It's going to be a phenomenal show again and again. And for your second listen of the day, make sure it's Locked On Bets. Free game for big games. It's that simple. My guys, your boy Q, Lee Sterling, they're going to be giving you analysis on trying to make you some more money, make you some more bread in your pocket. So it's free and available on all platforms. Make sure you're checking that out just like you're checking me out on that blue app, that bird. Yes, Twitter. At South Exclusives. Come holla at me. Until the next time we hear each other, family. Take care, stay blessed. Peace.